من أراد الآخرة فسعى لها سعيها وهو مؤمن فأولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا All praise to Allah Ta'ala and she has let us witness the Mubarak month of Rajab introducing us to the Mubarak months that are ahead Ramadan and thereafter Zulhijjah and culminating with the Mubarak month of Muharram. This is a favor of Allah Ta'ala and a reason or an occasion to reflect, to understand things in perspective that He's given us His opportunities and then what, are, what is supposed to be done in the face of the opportunity. Just to ignore them, obviously, it's not the work of a mu'min. And if we need to appreciate them, then how do we go about appreciating them? So ignoring them is not the work of a Muslim. But then how do we go about appreciating these Mubarak months? So the appreciation comes proportion to our understanding the rewards. You know, all right, this is something that I'm investing in, and this is going to be the rewards, then we'll want to invest, whether it's our money, our time, or our energy, because we are quite confident of the reward. So as far as, as, far as a Muslim is concerned, then Allah Ta'ala says that your reward is confirmed. Arad al-Akhira wa sa'alaha sa'iha huwa mu'minun fa'ulaika kana sa'ihun mashkura Your reward is genuine, it's confirmed. There's no doubt about it. But the person that is not in Islam, his mind works just towards the world and the worldly returns. As for the worldly returns, then there is no guarantee. So in this worldly returns that you're working for, Allah says, we'll give but to whomever we please and to the extent that we want. So it's not an open slate that you get what you want. You will there'll be selected people that Allah will give these favors to. And he'll give it to them just in a selected amount, not beyond that. But as for the mu'min that strives for the hereafter, then his reward is guaranteed. For ulaika kana sa'ihum mashkura, there's no two ways about it. Man kana yuridul akhirati, man kana yuridul harthat dunya an uti minha, wa man arad al akhirata, nazid lahu fi harthi. So not only is there a reward, but there is an additional one is the reward itself and apart from the from, apart from the reward that you're entitled to then Allah grants you an additional reward therefore the hadith says <coughs> that when the jannatis have taken their places in jannat Allah grant us all jannat 
and ask the Jannatis, are you happy? Are you pleased? So they will reply in unison, Allah, how can we not be pleased with you? When you have given us blessings that is beyond our imagination, not conceivable, such great bounties you have favored us. So how can we ever be thinking of not being happy with you? So Allah will then announce that now I have declared my pleasure as perpetual for you. Never will I be displeased with you. So the amount of joy and satisfaction that the Muslims will get at that time, like never before. Because they know now, it's a path that we're going through and never turning back. The happiness, enjoyment, and the excitement and the thrill will be escalating all the time. It will be such <coughs> that in this world, because of some reason or the other, there may be some lingering feelings of malice or an aversion for a person. Sometimes we are human, so sometimes we can have other reason. We have an indifference or an indifferent attitude and aversion. But once we are there, Allah says, Jannat is not a place for any type of malice. So we'll pull out that malice. There'll be no malice, there'll be no dislike, no jealousy, nothing at all. And we'll be just bonding. Surprising, in this world we think that can we ever get along with this person ever in future. But as you land in the year after, Allah gives you a position. And before your entry into Jannah, your heart has been washed out so well that the feelings of malice or any aversion, all that is washed out of the system. Now you think, hey, this is a buddy that I knew for years. And we are so much, we are bonded so well. Then the other question that can come out about Jannat is that perhaps we see the joy of Jannat and like in this world, yeah, you see joyous moment, exciting, thrilling moments and adventure and then you think, alright, now I had enough of this, I need some change. So if this year I've gone to the bergs and tomorrow, I must, next year I must go to the tables. And from one country, jumping from here to Turkey, Turkey to Durban. And then after some time, this thing becomes monotonous. I see all these places. Now what? We've seen the bergs, we've seen Turkey, we've seen this, we've seen that. So we've seen the world. Now then what? So Allah says, The thrill, the excitement, the experience it will have is so great that you, won't, you don't want to change. It's just escalating all the time. New adventure every time, every moment. It's a new day. Today is a new day, a new excitement. Tomorrow is a new day and it's a new adventure. So the adventure, the excitement, the happiness is just escalating all the time. So <clears throat> this is for that, I mean, so when we are walking on this path here, or in any path that we are walking, then we have got two reservations. One is, we need to identify what's the goal. When we are trading apart, what am I working for? I'm working for a, for a figure, 10 million, I got it now, then what? So, the first thing we need to identify is, what's the goal? Right. <clears throat> so once we identify the goal, now it's just a matter of, moving in that direction 
So first we identify the goal, and then what's the procedure that will take me, enable me, and help me to get to the goal. So your goal is Jannah. Every Muslim, his goal is Jannah. And Allah Ta'ala extends a personal invitation. Wallahu yad'u ila dar salam He is extending a personal invitation towards Jannah. The name, one of the names of Jannah is Darus Salam. Not the Darus Salam that you know of. This Darus Salam is the real Darus Salam. It's the real home of peace. Because this world, it's unimaginable, unimaginable that this world can be a complete embodiment of peace. Can't be. So, everything is right and your child is not right. Examination is coming up, it's not working. If that's right, his circle of friends are not right. If that's also right, the business is not doing well. If that is also right, then the, the in-laws are not right, or the son-in-law is not right, daughter-in-law is not right. If that's also right, the health is not right. If that is also right, then my clients are not playing the game with me. If that's also right, the suppliers are not doing are not well. So this world is such that at no point can you say, you know, I have no problems. And even if it were that you had no problems, the fact that you're going to leave this world here, that is a problem in itself. Nobody, nobody came here to live permanently. So that is a problem that is lingering in our minds that we have to leave. So this place, this world, can't be Darus Salaam. Salaam means total peace. The fact that you're going to leave this world here, can you say that this place is a place of total peace? It's going to break you to pieces, yes. But to say that it's a, it's a total place of peace, no, then you have got it wrong. So Allah is calling you to that home that is a total embodiment of peace. Peace coming from the Malaika, peace coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace coming from Muslims. Everybody is wishing well for the next. There is no, even, not even a sound of uneasiness. Nothing that is distasteful. Not, forget the sight. The, the sight will see will be already enjoyable. But even what the ears, what you to hear, that will also be too too exciting. The music of Jannah, the song of Jannah, the news of Jannah will be too much. Yeah, if everything is working well, then you find all right. This friend has passed away. The brother has passed away. The father has passed away. Can you feel happy in this world? Yes, the place, real place of fulfillment is that. So there's no, absolutely no uneasiness. Any place that you look at it is just happiness. Whatever you listen to is just about enjoyment and happiness. It's just adding to your pleasure all the time. But now, this is the home that you are being invited to. Then there must be a procedure, there must be a way that you can reach that. So if Allah has invited you, then He will also show you that this is the procedure. You follow the procedure, then you will reach them. So, in a nutshell, the procedure is this, that you maintain the allegiance of Allah Ta'ala at any given moment. You don't break that allegiance. Sometimes it is your money that comes on the way. Sometimes it is your wife that will come on the way. Sometimes it is your children that will come on to your way. Sometimes it is the friends. They're asking you to do something that will amount to breaking and flouting, violating the allegiance of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. They're asking you to do it, right? Alright, we are watching a sports now. We can postpone the namaz. So now I, I, 
and indebted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I can't break this, I can't violate this. Not in my eyes, not in my ears. The money says I need to have some security for the security, I mean I need some some type of a plan, some type of interest I need to do just to get myself secure. So no. My first uh, step is my allegiance. My most important step in my life is my allegiance to Allah Ta'ala. I can't violate that. The king of India, Shah Jahan, his wife was not a religious person. So one of her families was guilty of a crime and he had to be sentenced. But it was a, it was a, it was a crime. When it's a crime against a person, then justice must be met out. So she intercepted and she said, you know, it's my integrity, it's my first cousin and you are passing this judgment against him. So what's, what's going to be left with my reputation? What about me? What's going to happen here? So the answer that he gave is something for us to think about. He says, medium, naka iman. My beloved wife, I have given you my life and my wealth, I give you all. But my iman, I don't give it to you. Now, my allegiance is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Pak wants me to do justice here, kill someone. And he needs to be killed. Justice has to be done. Your reputation, everything is secondary. I can compensate that with wealth. But the law of Allah ta'ala, that's my allegiance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I can't invite any type of negotiation. This is Allah Pak, my relationship with him, who is the, the most bountiful. I owe every bounty to him. And now you want me, you expect me to break the, the, the relationship with my, my Allah Ta'ala. Everything else, we can negotiate and play around. But not the relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That is beyond negotiation. So, what Iman requires of us is two things basically. That's the part, the Iman and the allegiance that we need to hold with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It's just a two-point thing. One is a firm level of allegiance, loyalty, in anything we are doing, small or big, whether it's verbal, whether it's with our tongues, whether it's our eyes, whether it's with our limbs, but that allegiance of Allah Ta'ala, that mustn't break for a moment. Because we don't know, nobody is certain about life, we are not certain about life, then you can't, you don't expect to break that allegiance to Allah Ta'ala. If it's a mistake, then cover up straight away. Instead of making a story, instead of trying to justify, be true, come with an open mind, and be honest with Allah that I made a mistake and I need to correct myself. That's the first, that's the first step in this plan, in this road that will reach you to the right goal. The second step that is required, that's equally important, is when it is the law of Allah Ta'ala, then we are accepting it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Now, for example, interest is haram. Right? So a Muslim can't be entertaining any type of reservation. Why? Kufas, they got it halal. We can't be so difficult for us. You know, 10,000, 50,000 is just accumulating in my account. But just let it go. How can I do something else? You know, Kufar style is so good that that thing can just come up to my account. You know? So, uh, for a moment also, we don't have that reservation. You know, I accept the law of Allah Ta'ala. I accept the command of Allah Ta'ala. And I accept it with a passion. That's the law of Allah Ta'ala. I'm doing it. And for my love for him, I mean, to throw it to 50,000 is easy. But to break that relationship of love, really, that's impossible. I can't break the relationship of love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, one is we identify the goal. Number two, our allegiance. 
And then after that, when it's the command of Allah Ta'ala, we're accepting it, we're accepting it with a passion, with love, with an open mind, open heart. Now you can say that, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَذَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ مِمَّا قَدَيْتُ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا That your iman is only acceptable when you accept that word, the command of Allah Ta'ala, the decision of Rasulullah Ta'ala Sallallahu Alaihi unconditional. It's the decision of my Rasulullah Ta'ala Sallallahu Alaihi unconditional acceptance. And when you sallimu taslima, and I'm doing it without any reservation in my heart, and with a passion I'm accepting it. I will not say, you know, why is this like this, and why not like that. Allah Ta'ala